Power Couples on Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen on Money FM 89.3. Oh, good morning. And I'm really happy to have our power couple in the studio this morning, Alan Chan and Sharon Liu. Welcome, you guys. It's such a pleasure to have you both in the studio. Alan, you're the vice president of GoJets Business Aviation. Sharon, you're the principal at Dance Spectrum International. Tell us a little bit. Let's start by, by hearing a little bit first, uh, Alan, about, uh, about what you're doing at GoJets. So I'm the official distributor for Gulfstream Business Jets for Malaysia, and we also cover a little bit of Singapore, uh, especially for new business jets. Hmm. So Gulfstream is probably one of the most well-known American-made business jets in the world. Yep. And we are one of the very few that can fly between Singapore and London nonstop with 10 people. Wow. And fly them return from <laughs> London to Singapore, which is much more difficult because of the winds. Yeah. Nonstop from with about 10 people. Sure. Okay. Hold that thought. And Sharon, you're the principal at Dance Spectrum International. I've seen uh, your young ladies dancing. Tell us, tell us a little bit about Dance Spectrum. Well, we were a school that was started in 1999. Yeah. And um, since then, we've grown from having three dance lessons uh, in the center to about 25. Wow. And um, what we do is we have regular uh, ballet lessons. That was what was introduced Mm -hmm. in its early stages with the Royal Academy of Dance. And then we have then branched off and... Um, are now doing modern tap and contemporary with the Imperial Society of Teachers of Dance. Wow. What are, what are the ages of the girls that typically would, would uh, take your dance lessons? We would start them at the age of five mm. for ballet, mm. and then for modern tap would be at seven, mm. and contemporary would be when they're about 12. Yeah. And, and Sharon, I, I've been to several of the performances, and, I mean, the girls really do an amazing job, and they, they seem to be um, – they seem to really uh, – interact with each other and, and respond to each other in a very unique way. And I, I'm, I'm guessing that's because of how you, how you take them through, put them through their paces and train them. But do you have a sense of how the, the, cohes- the cohesiveness of the girls that are, that are dancing uh, in your programs? Um, we do encourage, you know, being helpful so that nobody's left behind. Mm. And so, you know, by spending and in dance as well, if they're doing rehearsals or competition, they do tend to spend a lot of time together. Yeah. So they have to love one another, yeah. you know, in order to, <laughs> to get, you know, the work that they have to do. Sure, sure. And Alan, I know you're a big supporter of all the, of all the work that, that Sharon's doing. You're at all of the recitals and all of the competitions. What's, what strikes you about the, uh, about the effort that she's putting into to training all these young ladies? I think the greatest thing that I feel about my wife is that she's doing this because she wants to make a difference. Yeah. She wants to make an impact in the lives of all these young ladies. Sometimes we get a nice young guy or two in between. Sure. But she really wants to make an impact in their lives and just, you know, teach them discipline, teach them togetherness, teach them joy and love for the arts, which is quite rare nowadays. So yeah. you know, I'm really, really happy and supportive of doing that it seems like life skills as well uh, that you're teaching them not just not just how to dance but but you know more of the humanistic skills that they'll need to survive and and maybe some I, I might venture to guess that aren't traditionally taught 
in Singapore as well, maybe in, in maybe some of the local school systems or something, that some of the skills that you're teaching them are, are really life skills? Um, I think discipline, you know, comes with any kind of art form. Mm. So they have to have that. But I think the most important thing we always teach is, you know, being aware of people around you, you know, don't leave, leave anybody behind. Um, the love and care. And um, your young ones, you know, put your heart and soul into what you're doing because, you know, you never know where life journey takes you. Yeah. Well, I was I was thinking specifically about sort of the passion, you know, yeah. the passion that they have and the creativity that they're able to put in, in into their performances. Mm-hmm. I guess I was speaking – I was thinking more of those kinds of elements. Right. Okay. I mean, the, the discipline. Obviously, we know we, yeah. we, we know discipline in, in Singapore. That's not a problem. <laughs> We're good with that. Uh, but but this but this idea, you know, of of the passion, and the creativity. Yeah. So we we not only teach dance, but then we go out um, and we impart, you know, the love of dance, mm. and you know that also takes us into working with kids with special needs. Yeah. Um, so the the love of dance carries through. Um, by working with a community that they don't really work with mm. or even being part of the community because Dance Spectrum is housed under uh, a community centre. So we're still very part of People's Association. I see. Um, and the kids will do a lot of community projects uh, with the most recent, uh, the After Years um, right. performance where we entertained um Many, many seniors in yeah. our community. Yeah. Our power couple this morning on weekend mornings is Alan Chan, vice president of GoJets, and Sharon Liu, principal for Dance Spectrum International. Uh, Alan, let's talk about the, about the corporate jets because I, I know that that's, a, that's, an area of, uh, that's an area of business that is really, uh, no pun intended, taking off uh, in this part of the world um, as, as – uh, as executives want to be able to get from point A to point B without the hassle of having to go through so many of the airports and the, and the traditional kind of weights that we have at, at some places. What do you see are the trends that are happening now with, with private jets uh, across uh, in Singapore and across the region? Well, in Singapore, actually, there aren't really very many private jets. Hmm. Okay. The efficiency of Changi Airport and the service of Singapore Airlines has actually made having a private jet quite redundant. Mm. Um, The interest in private jets actually arise in the region. Places like Malaysia, places like Indonesia, places like Thailand, where you have inland travel and sometimes unreliable air connectivity. Mm -hmm. So say, for example, if you want to travel between East and West Malaysia, because there are a limited number of flights per day, um, limited capacity on the flights, You'll have many times businessmen, you'll have many times government officials that need to travel private, not because of, oh, I'm so rich, I can do it because I'm just... (laughs) But it's a question of time efficiency. Yeah. And with air travel now being so restrictive, having to go to the airport, the security issues and so on, um, it's become a necessity to actually just get business and government done. Mm, mm. So yeah, that's that's the movement that we see in 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 um, business aviation. Yeah, of course we see in recent years, Salitar uh, Airport here in Singapore has has become sort of the the per, the private jet and and some of the smaller airplanes, the turboprops and things like that that are coming in. Does that have any impact on on what you're doing at Go, with GoJets? 
Well, actually, not only is it becoming a hub for planes to come and depart and arrive from, but the maintenance, overhaul and repair business is growing tremendously in Salita. Um, we have, Singapore has a brilliant pool of trained, skilled and very dedicated technical staff to service these business jets. And I mean, this is a business jet. Servicing is critical. Mm. Something goes wrong. It's not you just stop by the side of the road. Something goes wrong, you fall out of the sky. Right? It's <laughs> yeah. quite, yeah. You don't want to mess. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't want to do go cheap on that maintenance, do you? Yeah. <laughs> so yes, yeah, Salita is actually yeah. growing considerably as a maintenance hub. Yeah. And that therefore leads to more private jets coming in. And that therefore leads to a lot more economic growth in the country because mm. these owners are the private jets that can spend $25 million, $45 million, $70 million on their jets, $5 million a year just to maintain it, are the captains of industry mm. then who actually drive more business in Singapore. So yeah, that's, that's the, what we see it. This whole idea of, of fractional jet ownership and thing, that, that's not really something that GoJets really gets into very much, right? You, well, you, 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 fractional so- ownership in Singapore and rather in Asia is rather unpopular because mm. if you're your average businessman, you know, you, you want your own jet. You, know, yeah. you, 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 you need it because that's your time. That's your effort. That's also your living room. That's also the, what you do with your family. You know? yeah. um, in the States and in Europe, it's quite popular because the systems that people are much more you know, open to short hops, you know, using their private jets and sharing it out with friends. And mm. that model is much more established. But in, in in Asia, especially Southeast Asia, you know, we want to keep our own, you know. Oh, you have a jet? Yes, that's my own. Oh, you share yours? Oh, so sorry. But it's much more efficient to do it that way, yeah. to have your own jet, actually. That makes sense. And, and I'm looking forward to the day that I can actually do that myself. So I'll be giving you a call. Sometime in the future. Don't uh, hold your, your breath. But your, your wife has already sent the check over. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's where the money went to from yeah, the account. That's right. I was wondering about that. Okay, good. Uh, with our power couple today, Alan Chen and Sharon Liu. Now, let's move on to family because you're so dedicated to your parents. And I see all these posts on you know the family always gathering for meals and doing things. And uh, you know, Alan, you took your father-in-law to the Manchester game last night. Uh, what a good son-in-law you are. Uh, so there's, uh, you know, this, this idea of family I know is very, very important to you. Tell, tell us a little bit about that, Sharon, how, from your perspective. Um, we're really busy, but we, you know, do make the effort. Yeah. Um, and we love to, you know, just sit around the table, have good food and have a good laugh and, <laughs> you know, share about the weekly happenings and you know that that's always been important for the whole family yeah um because during the weekday everybody's just off you know doing their own little bit yeah yeah, yeah. and travel and different things and alan i know you the extended family is is very important to you not only uh, family by blood but also friends and their kids and and you have a you have a, a very wide circle of, of dear friends uh, in singapore I think I've been blessed that uh, in the time that I, I've tried to build my circle of friends and family, I've put a lot of time and effort to consider other people, to mm. help other people. And now after 49 years, I've established kind of like you know a good group of guys and girls that are supportive of myself and Sharon and are supportive of the things that we do. So uh, really pleased about that. And I mean, I think 
just got to be a good person. You know, if you're a good person, honest person, you make an effort. Your friends realize that, and your friend, and then those those that just are there just for the you know sunshine days. Mm-hmm. But as you grow older, then you realize that those that stick with you through thick and thin. These are really your friends. These are really people that become from friends to family. Yeah, I, I've noticed over the years you've you've been so kind to invite us to go to the Purple Symphony, and I know that's one of the one of the um, uh, charities or one of the, the philanthropies that you guys support. What are some of the other things that you feel uh, organizations that you feel are are really important in Singapore and doing great work that that you personally support? Um. Both Sharon and me don't have kids, right, at the moment. But yeah. we believe that, you know, having uh, kids around us are really good. So she has the school and, you know, we have 250 kids or thereabouts with the school uh, across these two locations in Jalan Besar and Tampines. Mm. But, um, you know, working, something's really become to touch my heart since we've gotten together, is working with kids and with people with disabilities, mm. the people that, you know, some of these people... They, their disabilities are so debilitating, but they're just happy of life. They're happy just to live, um, and they're happy just to get on with stuff and not complain. Mm. Like it's a real lesson for all of us. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. I mean, some of us, like you know, typical Singaporean, right? We complain about everything, right? <laughs> but these people have less, not only sometimes financially, but sometimes physically as well. And yet I don't see these guys complaining. I see these guys just getting on with stuff. And that's the kind of stuff that me and Sharon like to get involved with. That's so inspiring, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and you do this all, I mean, you do this all the time with your dancers. Yes, that's right. Um, What what sort of percentage of your dancers are, have have a disability of some sort? Oh, actually very small. Very small. Yeah, very small in the, in the school, in the studio work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but, you know, we are great supporters of the Autism Resource Center. Mm-hmm. So we do do a lot of things uh, with the center. So, in fact, last night, Ellen was uh, at the football match with my dad. And um, I took my mom to a, a screen, um, a, a screen showing of a new movie called oh. Guang. Okay. And basically, it's a story of... Um, a boy with autism and how the main caregiver was his younger brother. And it's just an amazing, you know, film. So we hope many people will go catch it. Wow. That's great. And, and um, do you see that the, that the uh, sort of amount of philanthropy and and care towards some of these uh, philanthropies is is changing in Singapore over the years. I, I've seen it in the in the years that we've lived here. Mm. People, there's a more conscious effort by many people to really reach out uh, and, and volunteer and donate and all that. Uh, what are you seeing from your perspective on that when it comes to these uh, many of these charities? Definitely, you know, the consciousness is there now. Mm-hmm. And um, it's evolved, I think, tremendously. It's grown um, that there's so much more awareness that Singapore actually hosted the first uh, autism conference in June. And that was a huge stepping stone, you know, for a small country like us to take on board, you know, the the whole conference. And it's just eye-opening. And, you know, many people were saying that, oh, how they wish they could be there, but there was only so much, you know, uh, that the conference, you know, could accommodate. Um, And I, I think... You know, if 
if you really feel for something, you really have to go for it mm. and do it. You know, because it's just so typical of us to just sit back and think, "Oh, somebody else can do the work." Um, yeah, but we're really, you know, trying really hard in this area. I think that there's so many communities now, pockets of communities mm. uh, that are all, you know, hands-on and yeah. building. And obviously, the biggest movement for Singapore is the Purple Parade, right? And that's coming on on the second of November. Wow. So. You know, people can head down to SunTech City, and you know, get their hands into and get involved. Yeah, it's so inspiring to see that that kind of movement taking hold in Singapore. Okay, let's close out our our time together today. I need five top restaurants that you guys like to go to. It could be anything from a five star restaurant, celebrity chef, all the way down to your favorite hawker. I know you have many of both. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just looking at your Facebook posts, I'm like, I'm amazed. It's like, does this? Do these guys have any time to do anything other than eat all the time? But that, of it's course, that is central. National pastime. It you is central to eat. being Singaporean. Right. I get that. I get that. So give us, give us a top five. Uh, what what the food is and where you like to go. Well, for myself, um, I think all my friends know I'm pretty. Chas you wanton me mad. Yep. Right? <laughs> I, I, I'll go through. Uh, Nearly great extents across Singapore just to get a good bowl of the plate of char siu wonton mee. And even Kuala Lumpur nowadays, and even Kuching, and even Sabah, and uh, Kota Kinabalu, and so on. All right, where's but, your best wonton mee in Singapore, do you think? Oh, Kyong Siak by, you know, this res- this coffee shop that is called Fong Kei. Uh-huh. Um, it's uh, on Kyong Siak Road, right at the end of Kyong Siak Road. Kyung-Siak, My, yeah. I mean, I still remember my dad taking me there way back when and having the char siu and the yeah. siu yolk and yeah. the duck and the noodles. And the noodles are cooked perfectly al dente. <laughs> oh, I just love that. Stuff. You're getting me hungry already. Okay, yeah. how about one from you, Sharon? Which one? Give us one that you like. Ooh. Okay, what's, what's the one um, that we just had? The fish slice noodles? Oh, that's all the way up uh, in Dover Close, right? Oh, There's okay. this uh, XO Bihun fish slice noodles. <laughs> it used to be in um, Holland Drive and it's now moved up to uh, Dover Close. So that that's really, really uh, Okay, know, okay. Yeah. What's the third one? Um, we love our chicken rice, you know. That's oh, our you comfort gotta have a food. You yeah, got to have yeah, a chicken yeah. rice as part of, yep. you know, the family, you know. Where's and where's the one you like? The one that we've both come to really enjoy is down called it's called Sin Key. It's down on Holland Drive. Mm-hmm. Uh these guys were actually the old Margaret Drive, you know, chicken rice guys, you know, and yep. then they stopped for a while. Now they've started again and, you know, it's really good stuff. Wow. Okay. Yeah. How about another one? Two chefs? Two chefs. Two chefs. Okay. Not on Commonwealth. Commonwealth. Drive. Yep. Yep. That's uh you know the one of the most typical of Singapore dining experiences, uh, the Tsa, you know, it's this little coffee shop restaurant that everybody goes to and you can eat every day and every night and the dishes all just comfort food, you know, yeah. nothing fancy. It's loud, it's crowded, it's, you know, it, it sometimes it's just a, a bit of a mess, you know, no yeah. air condition and all that. But comfort food, that counts. Now, you took us to a place in uh, Old Airport Road. So there was there was a, a shop in Old Airport Road that you took us to. What was that one? Because I love that one too. Prawn noodles. Yes, the prawn noodle place. 
Yeah. Well, that one is the old Whitley Road big prawn noodles kind of thing. There's there's two stores there that battle it out, but we I, I mean we personally like we Road like the one. Whitley Road one because the 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 soup has that rich umami flavor. The prawns are really ginormous and it's really consistent. Like through all these years you go down there, I mean I think I'll have like one out of ten bowls that mm. like uh mm, the prawn's not really fresh. But <laughs> one out of ten is pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, we really like that. Our power couple today, Alan Chan and Sharon Liu, thank you so much for being with us on Money FM and the food recommendations. I've got a whole week's worth of food now that I have to go catch up on. I'm gonna start today. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for being on. Thanks, thank thanks for inviting us. us. Thanks, thanks, Lynn. <laughs> to listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.